that we need a bigger screen. Uh, we got these. Uh, we got these manual type. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a good way to get them healed. <laughs> Mark chapter four. Somebody tell them what page it's on. I want you to practice something. Anybody want to take a bold step of faith? Hallelujah. Might make you feel, um, what's the word? Silly. Practice this with Ha. Ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 You done good. <laughs> no, it weren't bad at all. <laughs> now when the devil tells you you can't do something. Just laugh. <coughs> ha. Ha. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. And then tell him he's a liar. Amen. Tell him he's a liar. You know what? The Bible says he's a liar. Amen. Not only does it say he's a liar, but he's the father of lies. So how can you go wrong saying what God said? Amen. Mark chapter 4. We're going to start reading in verse number 1. And he began again to teach by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was there by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables, and said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and came and devoured it up. And some fell by the on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. When the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up, and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground. Say with me, good ground. Good ground. And did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now that phrase right there is super important when it comes to the word of God. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. And I want to tell you something that has nothing to do with these things on the side of your face, on the side of your head. It has to do with your heart, the ears of your heart. And somebody that will listen to what God says and receive it, 
Phenomenal things can be done in their lives. Turnarounds can happen. Breakthroughs can take place because of the power of God. Now, Jesus spoke these here words to the masses. He said there was a multitude there, loads of people around. Some people got the natural message that he said. Some people got the spiritual message that was implied. That's what a parable is. It's a spiritual message that comes through a natural truth or a natural story. Some people only ever get the natural story, and that's as far as they get. But the ones who have ears to hear, that's what he was saying. The ones who have ears to hear, and you've got the purpose in your heart. Lord, I want to hear what you have to say. And then you have the purpose in your heart that you want to receive what he has to say. Don't let it fall on deaf ears. Because this word that he's speaking has the power to transform your life. And we all want change. Don't we all want change in our lives? This is the way that the Lord brings it about. By hearing what he has to say. Now, I want to read a little bit farther down. In fact, go to verse number 14. In verse number 14, he starts explaining the parable that he had just spoken. Because <coughs> some people, you know, they, they hear something about the Word of God and they say, well, that's Greek, you know, to me. In fact, Smith Wigglesworth made this statement. He said, some people like to read the Bible in Greek. He said, some people like to read it in Hebrew. He said, I like to read it in the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> Who's better to read it than the one who wrote it? Amen. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable. It's profitable. Verse number 14. The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside. <laughs> Where the word is sown, and when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time, and afterward when affliction and persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among the thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground. So with me, good ground. Good ground. Such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit 
some 30, some 60, and some 100. Pray with me. Father, I ask that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we would know what's the hope of your calling, and what's the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, and what's the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe. According to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places. And I ask that you would grant us according to the riches of your glory to be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man. That Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith. That we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge so that we'd be filled with all the fullness of God. Holy Spirit, I ask you for divine utterance tonight, that you would help me to communicate your heart to us, your people, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I want you to look at one more scripture. Hold your finger here, but turn over to Luke 8. same parable the Holy Spirit using somebody else in what he said the seed is the word of God yes, amen. say with me the seed is the word of God say it again the seed is the word of God say it again the seed is the word of God if you're going to have a harvest in your life, if you're going to have fruit in your life, if you're going to have increase in your life, it will not be done without seed. Seed is the essential element for a farmer. His whole purpose in breaking up the land, putting in all of the nutrients into the soil, is so that that, seed, that soil will receive the seed. Because he knows if he doesn't plant that seed and take care of that seed, he will not have a harvest. And his whole game is about harvest. But all of his whole harvest depends on the seed and the care of that seed. So he understands that. You won't plant one type of seed and get another type of harvest. If you plant a bean, you're going to get a bean. If you plant corn, you're going to get corn. If you plant the Word of God, you're going to get what the Word of God says. Amen. Because the Word itself just said to us, the seed is the Word of God. And sometimes we so nonchalantly read it, and so we know nonchalantly give place to it, but brothers and sisters, if we're going to have change and harvest in our lives and things not stay just the same old way that they've always been, 
then we're going to have to take this principle, the same one that the farmers use, with the word of God. That's what Jesus did with the people that were standing there on the seaside, the multitudes of people. Let's not be people that just hear these words with these paddles on the side of our head, but let us be people that literally receive what God has to say to us because if we'll receive what God has to say to us, change can take place in our life. Breakthroughs can take place in our life. Amen? Do you believe God is for you, not against you? Amen. He is your way out. He's not your trouble. He's your way out. He's your way out. There's things that he wants to take you from to where we all need to be. And brothers and sisters, there's places that we all want that's different than right where we are. Thank God for what he's brought us to thus far. But David's not satisfied with where I'm at right here. Because I know God's got more. And I want to walk out into that more. Amen. He's the God of much more. So he's laid out a principle in which it can be done. Now. I don't know if you caught the common denominator in all of these different types of soils. But there was something here, and I'm going to draw your attention to it, because it's another thing that's paramount. The sower soweth the word. First one. And these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown, I'm in verse number 15 of Mark. of Mark. I only picked out one verse in verse, I mean in Luke 8, because I wanted us to see when I saw that scripture in the Bible, I came unglued. Because I saw something I had never seen with the impact that I saw. And that's what I'm expecting the Lord to reveal to you. You don't just need David's revelation. You need God's revelation. Because my revolution was for changing me. I mean, my insight and revolution was for changing me. Yours is God speaking to you so you can have your own. You don't need to go around and say, well, you know, David got so excited when he got hold of that verse. No, you need to say Diane got a hold of that verse. And I, I'm about so excited. Tarth got a hold of that verse. Mona got a hold of that verse. We all got a hold of that verse. And when we got a hold of that verse, I won't never be the same again because that verse had the power to change something. Had the power to change something. I can tell you where I was at. I can tell you what I was doing when I got a hold of that verse. I won't, but I can. If not that it was a bad thing. I was sitting in the living room. I will tell you. I was sitting in the living room. We were renting a house across from Mr. Fentry Simmons. Right there on the street that the, that the school's on. That big house of Larry Woodley's. We had rented it for a while. I was sitting there in the living room by myself. And reading. And I saw. And the seed is the word of God. And I saw something that I had never seen before. And you talking about somebody had a spell? 
You ain't got to be around people to have a spell. Amen. That's right. You ain't got to be around nobody else to have no Holy Ghost fit. You ain't got to be around people to, to become excited. But I became excited. And this is what I'm telling you. This is one of the keys to receiving all of the other things that God has for you. It all comes basically the same way. You find out what God's word says about it. You get the revelation of it. And it starts reproducing itself in your life. So now, here we have the seed, the word of God. And it's thrown out on the wayside. Anybody could get it. They were people that heard it on the wayside. But the scripture says something that's phenomenal. And I want you to see this about the word here. These are they by the wayside where the word is sown. And when they have heard, something happens. Immediately, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word. Now I want you to see something. I want you to get this concept. If he can steal your seed, if he can steal the word, he can steal your harvest. He's just sold your breakthrough. He's just sold your change. And you're stuck right where you've always been stuck. But if you can get a hold and hold on to it, it has much to do with us. We, we blame it on God, but it has much to do with us. Because you can have as much of God as you want. Or you can have as little of God as we want. Satan cometh immediately. <laughs> that needs to be the attitude. If, if, if he is successful in stealing this from her, Lord, why am I so thirsty? Lord, why don't you give me some drink? I am so thirsty. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, why didn't I had it in your hand. Why didn't you hold on to it? How much do you cherish what you have? How much do you cherish? How much honor do you place in it? How much need do you place in this? How critical is this? I want to tell you, it's the most critical thing in all of your life. It's more critical than your job. It's more critical than your family. It is the most critical thing in all of your life. Because this is what will get you a job. And this is what will hold your family together. No. <laughs> Deceived. Deceived. What is deceived? Time. Somebody screwed the top off a little bit for me.
you can notice this happen, and you'll make make yourself mindful of this. You'll find yourself that as you're in church or somewhere else, and you hear the word of God proclaimed, and you start getting a hold of something. Almost before you get out of the church parking lot, sometimes before you get out of the door. You might not get in one of these type of arguments, but you'll get in one of these here type, and you'll start saying something. And the enemy, what he's after, is to steal that word away, and we'll play right into his hand. We'll play the part of the fool and wonder, Lord, why in the world? What did that happen for? I've seen Sandy pick on me a lot of times when we got out of church. No, we both have a way. We both have a way. And sometimes we play into the enemy's hand. We play the fool. But I'm thankful that's changing. I'm thankful that that's changing. I don't know how it'll be for you, but you'll be, you be mindful of it. You're not going to let him get the word from you. And there's only one that can do it. You, nobody else can do that for you. You're going to have to do that for yourself. But you've got to see the value of the word. Let's move to the second type. And these are they which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. It wasn't that they didn't receive the word and it wasn't that they weren't happy about what they had just received. They received it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time. And afterward, when affliction and persecution ariseth, notice this, are you looking at it? For the word's sake. For the word's sake. Immediately we are offended. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to ask this redundant question. You ever been offended? Mm -hmm. How do you act when you get offended? Mm -hmm. Defensive? How do you act when you're offended? You shout it to yourself. How do you act when you're offended? You walk away. Depends on who's doing it. Are we getting the picture of offended? Sometimes we poke our lips out and it looks like two flat tires that are out there. We would get mad when we were growing up. And my mama would tell us, I sure hope your face don't freeze like that. Could you imagine a face like <clears throat> throughout eternity? Jesus. <laughs> it ain't pretty sighted, huh? It ain't pretty sight. See, I'm reminded of a passage of scripture that says, perfect love. <clears throat> Cannot be offended. Boy, and I said, boy, I ain't perfect in love yet. 
I thank God for the places that I have climbed, that I've grown up to. But perfect love can't be offended. Now, they were offended, but they weren't offended because I said something that hurt their feelings. Notice the reason that they were offended. They were offended because of the word's sake. See, Satan does not play fair. If you're after a good devil, you ain't going to find one. He plays dirty. He does things to children. You say, who in the world would want to pick on a child? He would. He cares nothing about if they're this big, this big, this big, or this big. He's just a, a mean devil. But immediately they're offended for the word because he knows something. If he can get the word out of them, he just got their harvest. He just got their breakthrough. He just got their change. Mm -hmm. How much do you want your change? How much do you want your breakthrough? How much do you need your change? How much do you need your breakthrough? It's right in front of us, but we're looking a lot of times at something else than what can help us, than what can change us. Now, you're, are you starting to see the common denominator? He comes, and he doesn't come for you. Because he will defeat you in any arena that there is. But when you get a hold of the word of God, there is no arena that he can defeat you in. No arena that he can defeat you in once you've got the word of God. Because the word of God still is the, is the cord that connects you, heaven, with you. It's where you get the supply of power. And the Holy Ghost is here to reinforce the word. How bad do we want it? Is how bad you will hold on to it. How much of a must that you'll hold on to it. Now, here in this group, there was afflictions and persecutions that came. What's everybody picking on me? Well, they weren't picking on you. They were after the word that was in you. Because if they could dislodge the word in you, They got you just what they did. They didn't just get you seed. They got it out. They got your harvest. You got to see the seed as more than just seed. It's the means by which the greater is brought into your life. 
So at the same time he's stealing your seed, he's stealing your harvest. Because your harvest is in the seed. Let's move on. I can't hear you that yet. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word. Choke the word. And it becometh unfruitful. How am I going to stop that from happening with me? How are you going to stop that from happening to you? Disregard the other things other than disregard the pleasures of life and concentrate on this word of God. That's one point. Did you notice some things you got to you got to weed out of your own life? Mm -hmm. How bad do you want to harvest? How bad do you want change? How bad do you want a breakthrough? Do you want it bad enough to choke the thing, to cut the things off that are choking it out? Or do you want to tolerate them and think that we're going to have a harvest? They got to go. They got to go. So you got to weed your own field. I've got to weed my own field. I've got to clean out my own garden. It's my flower bed that needs to help. And if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. Because that's my responsibility for me. Now, here, when it wasn't done, these things came in and choked it. Now, how many things pull on you in a day's time? How many things pull on you in a day's time? Your job will pull on you. Your marriage will pull on you. Your children will pull on you. Your friends will pull on you. You name it, there'll be something that pulls. And most of the time, the thing that goes lacking is the word. I don't know why it is, but it is. We don't make the time for it. Because we don't make the time for it, or we don't honor it the way that we should. Amen. Now. <laughs> these things pressing on to steal the word away. How bad do we want to change? How bad do we want to break through? He comes to... <laughs> the grip is getting better. <laughs> Could you tell that? The grip is getting better. But I still got it. I still got it. I didn't just steal her seed. 
I just over-harvest. Mm -hmm. I just over-harvest. How many ever get under the guilt trip of having to keep starting over and starting over? It's ain't like I get up this high and then something happens and I'm right back down here again. Mm -hmm. And I start over the process all again. Every one of us can identify. It ain't, no, it ain't no one person. It's every one of us have until we make the decision. I am not going to let my seed be taken. And you start defending your ground. It was like in the Old Testament and there was a, a bean field. And the enemy was coming and they would come and they would, by the time they got their crop of beans up, they would come in and steal, their, and steal the crop. Well, when that's your food supply and they just stole that, they stole your sustenance. They stole not only what keeps your livelihood, but they just stole what keeps you alive. This one man got out there with his sword and all right in the middle of the bean field and he said, you ain't taking my beans. And he defended. I'd rather die right here defending what I'm supposed to have than I had just to lay back and let you take from me again and again and again. Mark Hankins said, he said, Lord, he said, why would somebody take and defend their bean field? He said, I wouldn't fight over no bean. And he's from down in Texas at the time. And he said, the Lord told him like this. He said, if they got your bean, then they got your tacos, and they got your whole Mexican dinner. Because he don't stop with just your beans. He's going to get just as much in everything that's connected to it. Because if he can get you seed, he got your harvest. Because your harvest is in your seed. It doesn't stop there. Next scripture. And these are they which are sown on good ground. Say with me, good ground. Good ground. Have I got any good ground in here? Yes. Hallelujah. Such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth some 30, some 60, and some 100. Now, let me show you something else that I saw in this passage of Scripture. I'm going to ask you a question. I've asked it for many years. What is it that constitutes good ground? Rich soil. Something you fertilize, taken care of. Something you fertilize, take. What is it that constitutes good soil? Received the seed. Curtis has heard it. What is it that constitutes good ground? What makes good ground? Some people would say, I go to church. I help out at the church. I help out other people. That doesn't make it necessarily good ground. Do you want me to prove to you from the Word of God what it is that makes good ground? Would you like to see that? And would you like that revelation? for your own self, what it is that makes good ground. Curtis has got it. 
I want you to look at it. Open your Bible up on that same verse of Scripture. We just read it. But this is what I'm talking about. You may read something and not have the revelation of it. When you, when you read it and get the revelation of it, you will see something that you never saw before. We just, we just heard it. Why didn't we get it? The reason that we didn't get it is because revelation is God unfolding something to you and allowing you to see something that you didn't see before. It was there. It's no great mystery. I've read it three or four times tonight in here. Look, to be sure, we all would have got it. It's no shame on me. I just hadn't seen it. Because I remember when I saw it. Go to verse number 20. These are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it. Such as hear the word and receive it. Good ground are such as hear the word and receive it. Blessed is he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Such as hear the word and receive it. See, there's a lot of times we hear it and don't hear it. And if you can hear it and not hear it, I can guarantee you, you're not going to receive it. Is it because I'm a bad person? Absolutely not. Has nothing to do with that at all. It has a desire with getting a hold of every word of God. Because every word of God has life within it. And if I can get that life in me, it changes my life. Every word from God, every word from God is a game changer. It's a game changer because every word of God is a seed and every word from God has a harvest that's inside of it. Do you see how you see some of the dynamics of the way it works? I get so excited about these passages of Scripture. Amen. I got excited when I saw that because I had some people say, I work in this soup kitchen and I do this and I do this and I do this. That don't make you good ground. Or you may be a great worker, but you might not be good ground. Now, which do you want to be, a great worker or good ground? Why not be both? <coughs> Why not be both? But don't substitute one for the other. If you're going to be anything, be good ground. Be good ground. And let the Word of God have a place. Because if it can get rooted and grounded in us, it can produce a harvest. It can produce a change. It can produce a breakthrough. Things don't have to be the same old, same old, same old. 
when it comes to finances, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to healing, anything that you can think of, if you can get the word in it, in you, you can allow change to take place in you. For it to happen in somebody else, they have to allow it to take. You can pray and believe God for something, but they're still going to have to get to a point that they allow the same thing that took place in you to take place in them. Now, they that hear the word and receive it. She's got a hold on that one. She's got a hold on. She's holding it a different way. You know why? Because she knows that's her harvest. And if I can get her seed, I can get her harvest. But you know what? I can't get it out of her hands. You know what that guarantees her? It gives her an, an increase. She's already guaranteed mm -hmm. because she's heard it and received it. Mm -hmm. She's heard it and received it. She's already promised 30, 60, or 100. Amen. Times what she had. Amen. That law of multiplication at work. She's always going to get more than what she started out with. Amen. Now that's a breakthrough. You know, they, they had a thing when they were, this was a, one method of taking and, and busting stone. They would take water and pour, drill a hole in the stone and pour water in it and let it freeze overnight. And when it froze, you've seen something, ice cubes and all, you have them so full in a tray, and when they freeze, they'll fill the whole thing up. Because ice, when it, when, it, when it freezes, or water, when it freezes, it expands. It's always bigger, but when it melts, it goes back to the same size. So they would put this water in these rocks after they had drilled a hole in it, and it would take and bust the rock apart. See, the Word of God has the power to take those hard places in us and break those things apart so that the word of God can come forth and you can have harvest in your life. Amen. See, God is all about change. He's always moving. He's always changing. And there's nothing that he delights any more than for you to have a breakthrough in your life. Now, I have shared with you one means, and it's the main means of having a breakthrough in your life to having a change in your life. Now, the question is, how bad do you want your breakthrough? How bad do you want your change? Because God is in the changing business. And there's nothing that he delights in any more than to have one of his children or one of the people that want to be one of his children to come to him and have change in their life. Mm -hmm. 
And I've purposed in my heart, I've got to have this. It's not just a luxury for me to have the Word of God. It's a necessity for me to have the Word of God. Amen. And it's not enough for me just to have it right here. Because I want you to see this for what it is. This is a seed sack. This is full of seeds. The seeds aren't there to stay in the sack. The seeds are there to be put in the ground. They're, be, they're there to be put in the ground. My heart, your heart is the ground. That's where they were made to be put. Because there's something that God is after. God is a smart farmer. Yes. And he knows that if he can get that seed in Sandy and it produce a harvest, he's produced increase. If he can get that seed in my heart, it can produce harvest. Because he's all about multiplication. Yes. He's all about change. And he wants to do it in every one of our lives. Yes. Amen? Yes. If there's anybody who's for us, it's God. Yes. But we have to accept that. Allow the Word of God to penetrate our hearts. See it for what it is and see it as a necessity, as a must. If the enemy steals this word away from me, he's just stole my change. He's just stole my harvest. I've got to have it. Amen. You've got to have it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Close your eyes and pray with me. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 I purpose in my heart I'm going to be better ground than I've been in the past. I'm going to be good ground. I'm going to hear your word. And I'm going to hold on to your word. I'm going to receive your word. Lord, I've got to have this harvest in my life. I've got to have this breakthrough. I've got to have this change. And I thank you. Oh, Father, I thank you that you love me. You love me. You love me. I'm the apple of your eye. You care for me. You care about the things I'm faced, faced with. The things that I deal with. You care about the things that have hurt me. And you desire for me to be healed. You desire for me to be set free. And I tell you tonight, Father, and I say it in faith, I hear 
and I receive. Say that with me. I hear and I receive. Say it again. I hear and I receive. Say it again. I hear and I receive. And I expect change. And I expect change. Thank you, Father. I plead the blood of Jesus over us. I put this word in my heart. I seal it with the blood of Jesus. I hold on to it. It's mine. It's mine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my breakthrough. Thank you for my breakthrough. Thank you for my change. Thank you for liberating me and setting me free from this prison. I've sat in for so long. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'll never be the same because of the power you, of your holy word. Yes, yes. In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. 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 God bless you. Mm. What you see tonight?